Welcome to episode 76 of the Marketing Junkie Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Caruana, and if you are one of those loyal listeners who are listening to this episode as it's freshly released, you'll know that yes, it's a holiday week. But even if you're in total break mode from your business, I want to encourage you to listen to this episode in its entirety because this is one of my favorite conversations I have ever had with a guest on the show, and you'll see what I mean in just a few moments. Plus, it digs into one of those topics that I don't touch on that often on the show, which is physical product businesses, specifically subscription box businesses. Now, I thought this week was actually the perfect week to bring you this episode for a few reasons. First, something that's always top of mind for me this time of year, and I'm sure you can relate, is creating really magical memories with my kids and with my family. And Allison subscription box really facilitates that process, especially for super busy parents with a lot going on like myself. So Allison's business memory and moments unwrapped sends a monthly box of crafts, activities, and memory makers that make celebrating holidays and special occasions a breeze. So I thought this week was actually perfect timing to share this business with you. If you're like me and you're feeling a little guilty about not doing all the things all the time to make life magical for my little ones this holiday season. The second reason I wanted to bring you this episode this week is that, and you already know this if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, is that I'm obsessed with the membership subscription business model. Recurring revenue is such a magical thing to be able to rely on as a business owner, and a big goal of my podcast this coming year, 2022, is to share as many ideas, tips, and strategies as possible to help you integrate a membership and recurring revenue into your business or grow your membership business if you already have one. So stay tuned for my conversation with Allison Carter. She's going to share how her business got started, how she's had to pivot, how her box business has grown into what it is today. And she also gets really candid about mistakes she's made along the way and what she would recommend to new subscription box creators. And don't forget to check out the show notes to learn more about Allison after you listen to this episode. And as always, the best way you can show support for the show and help me continue bringing these amazing conversations and insights to you is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. All right, here's my conversation with Allison Carter. You're listening to the Marketing Junkie Podcast with me, your host, Michelle Caruana. I'm a corporate marketing nine to fiver turned brick and mortar business owner turned online entrepreneur. And growing businesses through smart and efficient marketing is kind of my thing. If you're like most business owners, you probably feel like you could overdose on all the different tactics out there. So I created this podcast to help you cut through the noise and the clutter and just get the clear, actionable strategies based on what's working and what's not for both myself and my marketing clients. Tune in every week to learn exactly how to attract an audience and convert them into customers and raving fans, no fluff included. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today, Allison. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. We've kind of been in similar circles for a while now. I think it's been like mm-hmm. several years. So yeah, it's it's great to kind of reconnect in this way. So I'm yeah. really, really excited for this conversation. But just to kick things off, why don't you take a minute to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business? 
Sure. Um, I'm Allison Carter. I am the CEO and founder of Allison Carter Celebrates, and everything I do is with the intention to help make busy moms' lives easier and a hell of a lot more fun. I have a subscription box called Memories and Moments Unwrapped, which really is kind of like the ultimate outsource when it comes to being that fun mom that we want to be and that memory maker, but without all the stress of the planning and the prepping and <laughs> everything that it takes to be that relaxed, fun mom. So I send all of the crafts and activities and memory makers for special occasions and holidays monthly to their door, check everything off of their list. Um, when I'm not doing that, I'm a mom of two and I'm also a business coach for small businesses and really boosting their PR and visibility um, credibility through different media outlets and stuff like that. I've been fortunate to be featured in a lot of major media and it has greatly impacted my business. And so it's fun to help other business owners scale in that way too. So I've got all the hats. I've got all the irons in the fire. I'm like working constantly in a million different directions, but I'm an Enneagram seven. So I just I'm always keeping it fresh, always keeping it adventurous. <laughs> Awesome. I love that. And we're definitely going to get into the details of all the different realms of your business. But before we kind of dig into all of the details, what was the inspiration behind your business? Was it just your life as a busy mom or did something specific kind of trigger you to actually turn something that you love doing into a business? Um, Allison Carter Celebrates was very much a success leaves clues sort of situation and zero intention of ever being an entrepreneur, like owning my own business. I was a teacher in my past life and I had babies and decided to stay at home with them. And um, <laughs> then Allison Carter Celebrates started as uh, digital party planning guides and checklists. So it was a full digital online business. It was digital downloads, everything for your party planned for you. It was a clickable interactive document um, PDF that got sent to you. So you could shop your whole party. You had your whole party plan. It was checklist. They're still available on shopalisoncartercelebrates.com, but my business has transitioned a lot. COVID um, helps with that also. Um, but so that's how it started. And it really came from a conversation with my girlfriends and my mom friends in how one of them didn't want to plan the first birthday party for their second child. And I was like, I'll do it. Like I've always loved celebrations and planning holidays and parties. And I love having all my people in one spot and creating those experiences. And that was always very natural for me. I grew up with a mom that that was very natural for her. My grandma is just kind of like in my blood. Um, and so parties kind of quickly transitioned into my podcast, which is no longer, but you can still listen to it um, called memories and moments. And that is very much like little ways. I call them turning up the volume, little ways where we can create some fun little magic and enjoy being parents throughout the day for things that we're already doing. And a lot of that came for special occasions, holidays, you know, like last night, just for instance, we had cocoa night, like every other family is doing like in this next couple of weeks. But I was like, what's a way that I can turn up the volume in fun little way. And so we did a cocoa taste test. So we got like packets of all different flavors of cocoa and I was already going to make cocoa. And so why not just like 
you know, sprinkle in a different mix and then have a taste test. We did a voting thing. It was a whole huge thing. And they were like, that was so fun. And it was something different. And so it's like, what are we already doing? How can we make it more fun? That was what the podcast was about. Um, and the podcast really was, we love so many of those ideas. We loved your craft idea. We loved your tradition idea. Can you just do it for me? Um, I had this big elf on the shelf kindness challenge card thing go viral. And I had a lot of people be like, can I get the cards? Can you print them? Can you send them to me? Um, and I was like, well, that's not my business. Like I'm a digital business. Uh, and they just kept asking. And so I guess I was like, I guess I should maybe try sending some of these things. And that's how memories and moments unwrapped the subscription came about. It was literally a direct ask for my customer. One that I pushed back on majorly because product is a whole other beast. Um, but thank God I did because then, you know, big bad COVID came and ruined the party industry and guess what people were looking for things to do with their kids and so it was thank you audience for asking me to do that because I would not be sitting here I would because I'm scrappy AF and I would have figured something out but um that was a huge reason why I continue to have a successful business and one that got even more successful in the past few years um when a lot of small businesses can't say the same yeah that's amazing I mean I kind of lived in the party industry. So I definitely feel how much it's transitioned since COVID. So yeah, after you pushed back, after you resisted, after you finally <laughs> moved in, um, what was like the first step that you took to creating a, to transitioning from a digital business to a physical product business? I'm so interested in that. Um, well, I took all the steps and they were all wrong. So like, this is the tune in, come back. If you zoned out, this is the like, learn from all the mistakes aspect of the show. Um, I one didn't buy wholesale. So that was stupid. The stupidest thing that I could ever have done. So subscription boxes are literally the smallest margin thing that you could possibly do. You have the smallest profit margin on a subscription box than any other product because you're buying so much to put inside of the box and you're, you're getting things from all different places, compiling it together, making it what you want to do and then shipping it. So it's like you, it just is all the things. And so I, you know, Tweedledum went to target and was like, Oh, well, I'm just going to buy the things at target to put in the box <laughs> or Michael's and then like send it out. So Halloween was my first thing. And so I was like, okay, I, if Halloween's fun, there's tons of stuff I can do for Halloween. I literally sent an email out. I said, if I do this, will you buy it? You have to tell me like you, if you'll buy it, because I'm not sacrificing more time from my family and more money for overhead and upfront costs and inventory and turning my house into a manufacturing packaging center. If you, this is not something that you're going to buy. So they were like, yes, we want it. We want it. We want it. So I released it and guess what freaking happened? No one bought the damn thing. And I was like, liar, liar, pants on fire. Screw you all. I quit. Like I hate this business. The worst thing in the world. What is wrong with all my customers? So then I quickly found out they wanted to know what was in the box. So I like hit it. I was like, Halloween's coming, all these fun things. And the moms were like, I don't want my kids to know what's in the box, but I want to know what's in the box. So clearly stating every single thing that was included, what they were paying for uh, in front of them. 
this is not the case for a lot of subscription boxes, but you have to kind of be aware of your audience. My audiences was moms and they wanted to know what was going to show up and do like, they were going to do with their kids. Like, what else am I going to have to do for Halloween on top of what I'm going to buy in this box sort of thing. So that was one of my first big pivots um, after buying wholesale uh, for Christmas moving forward. I was like, Christmas came around and I bought wholesale products and I was like, wow, this is a whole new world. And I'm actually making money. <laughs> wow. What's that like? Um, and so, I mean, really it's progressed into this kind of machine now that is very well oiled. I plan quarterly. I have a team. I still pack out of my house, but I make it a party and I make it fun. There's mimosas and snacks and lunch and everything else for my moms. Um, I hire uh, stay at home moms in my community that they make up my team who fulfill all of boxes for me. So I send out a spreadsheet at the first of the month. All the jobs that I need are on there. First come first serve. They come pick up all the supplies at my house um prep them at home and then bring them back on packing day we have packing party pack all the boxes label them ship them all the kinds of stuff like that building out a team is another thing that i wish i did a million times sooner because my moms that work for me are save my life and i literally cannot fathom how i actually fulfilled 150 probably was the marker of me being like, this is literally impossible. I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. I can't pack all these things. I can't cut all this ribbon. I can't like count out googly eyes and continue running the other aspects of my business at the same time I need help. So wholesale, being smart with what you buy and you're knowing your margins and literally to the penny, I know how much those boxes cost. And then uh, get listening to your customers and hiring a team. Those are my three biggest mistakes, things I wish that I did sooner when starting this business. And it's probably nice that you're able to kind of not only give back to your community, but also hire stay-at-home moms because they're also mm-hmm. a lot of times probably your ideal customer. So they probably have mm-hmm. a lot of insightful feedback and add a lot of value there as well. Almost all the moms are subscribers themselves. Um, so I'm like, take your box. And then I'm like, yeah, I just saved $8 shipping. So I didn't have to ship it to the neighborhood across from me. Um, and yeah, they have a lot of insight. And like a lot of them are like, oh my gosh, I, these are good. Like my kids are going to die over these plates or this game's so fun. I can't wait to play. So it's fun to get that feedback also. But it also, I call, I did a call out to Facebook groups of my community and different mom groups. And I had so many people asked to do this. And I asked why, like I had a Google for after I got so many messages and I was like, Whoa, this, I don't need like 80 people. I need like five. (laughs) And I sent out a form to kind of filter through all, you know, who was actually serious and who would commit and everything like that. And the overwhelming response was, I just need something to do. I want something to do. And I was like, moms are not okay. We need like this. There's something that needs to happen. And if they can make a a little bit of cash once a month, it's not like they're, you know, making a salary, like, but if they can get some quick cash once a month for fulfilling orders while they're nap time, bedtime, doing it in the fringe hours of their life, like I did, then they're like, game on, like, totally. I can cut tissue squares. I can like use the paper cutter. I can count the googly eyes. Like I'm just watching a show. Yeah, like, you know, fun. And- I'm jealous. It sounds fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I don't know that they would say that all the time, but yeah, I'm like, sorry guys, this one was like a, a bummer. They're like, whatever, they're the best. Like they're so fun. And now we're like friends. I get to see them every month when we have our packing party and stuff. And, and so it's fun to see uh, it transition into help and like why I didn't do that sooner and, you know, pay that $15 an hour sooner is beyond me and my control freak self. But that is, I mean, in all aspects of Allison Carter celebrates, not hiring earlier is my biggest regret in every aspect of my business. Interesting. Um, my regret is the opposite. I hired too early and then I still, so that's, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. all converge at the perfect medium from different things. Um, Mm -hmm. but in that 150 boxes was kind of like your turning point. Um, if you feel comfortable sharing, do you have like a guesstimation of where you're kind of at now in terms of monthly subscription boxes? Yeah, I'm just over 300. So I started my first, thanks. My first one was Halloween and I capped it at 30 to like see what that even felt like. Um, And so 30 and so, yeah, so it's about just under two years, just about two years from 30 to 300. So growth is looking pretty good and continues to do so. Like it, it definitely doubled, if not tripled in the start of COVID that first Easter was a big game changer for subscribers and continuing on. And then that following year, I did a holiday bundle, which was, um, I did my black Friday sale in September. And so it was a Halloween Thanksgiving in December, the or Christmas, the three heavy hitters, one, three month, three prepaid, um, subscription. And that really took off. And then a lot of, I have pretty good loyal, like subscriber base. I don't have a huge churn rate, which first in subscription box world means your reoccurring people don't reoccur. Um, but I have a pretty high or a low churn rate. And so I have pretty loyal people. Um, and so, yeah, so I've got some ideas on new customer acquisition and different things like that moving next year. 500 is my like big goal. Like that's kind of been the number that I've been chasing. Um, ideally I would love to get out. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I would love to get out of my house if I can, okay. like, and not have crinkle paper take over my life and <laughs> the paper shred and boxes everywhere. And ideally, I would like to have my own little warehouse that's still in my community, um, but just not have to take over my house one weekend a, a month. But for now, it's fine. That's a, that's a great goal. Is there anything else, any, any other aspect of your subscription box business that you're kind of focusing on in the coming year? Um, yes, I, yeah, well, one, I'm really diving way more into affiliates and referrals from my current customers, um, and figuring out what a give back looks like in terms of what an affiliate give back looks like for them to give their followers or their people a discount while also getting a commission. And then what that also like what the gift or point system or something like that looks like for my current subscriber base. Um, So that's coming and that's still getting flushed out because subscriptions, like I said, in the beginning, the margins are so tight. And so as much as I want a bigger customer base and I want to continue to grow. And I would love to be like 
the go-to holiday outsource for moms everywhere um, because I truly believe in the product. I also need to continue having a profit margin on said product (laughs) because the more you grow, the more money you spend and the more that team grows and the more other things come up like new levels, new devils. So there's that aspect also. I always say more money, more problems, but I love new levels, more doubles. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. So there's just that, there's that aspect, like when in the service side of my business, it's like the world is my oyster. Like I can coach people in so many capacities. Like there's so many different things that I can offer that have zero overhead when it comes to that side of my business other than the event that I'm planning, which is like the most overhead I've ever spent in my whole life. But the product side of my business, it's like, I am not somebody who does spreadsheets and bookkeeping and counting margins and the percentages and pennies. And you have to when you have that kind of business. Um, And that was not something that I was prepared for. I didn't know how to the penny things had to be um, for you to really get a sense of how much money you're making each month and each month changes because nothing, the like the boxes are all changing. And some months my margins higher because for some grace of God, I get under a pound, which has only happened one time, but then my shipping goes down like $4 and that's huge when you're sending out 300 boxes. Um, and so there's just little kind of like tweaks and gives and takes and different things. And some, I find that most months just kind of wash each other out, but it's all a game and it's all something of what's my customers are going to love these plates or the, this game is going to be, a, I'm excited to see what they're going to say about this. If their kids are going to resonate with this, or if I should have went with the safer option, like it's fun for me and my type of style and brain activity to constantly be able to create and test and try and innovate and then, you know, kind of pivot. I like that every month is something different. Oh, that's really cool. So do you get a lot of people sharing and tagging you when they actually use the activities all the time? Yes. And I, that is a goal of getting a lot more and more incentivizing to do more of that. Um, I've also find it really hard because a lot of my subscribers are personal accounts. And so I can't see the tags. And so people don't know that. And so people don't realize because they don't use Instagram for business. They're just, you know, like posting pictures of their kids or their travels or different things like that. And so they don't know the rules. Um, And so they don't know that when they're posting a picture, they're tagging me and I can't see it because they're a private account. I, I don't follow them. And so that makes it that's a hurdle that my team and I are trying to like noodle and how if I can follow them on Instagram or if I can see that more because I probably have, you know, 30% more social mentions than I even realize. And I just don't know of them because I can't see them. So that's the, I hate that about Instagram. That's my like biggest pet peeve with Instagram is I can't see who's sharing my stuff and I can't see who's tagging. And I also can't see who's sharing anything unless they tag me. And that's another like really annoying aspect of just, you know, like a regular mom at home, they don't know those things like business owners know. And so it's just kind of educating your, your following your customer base also on those things that they would never even think about. 
we struggle with that a lot as well. When um, at my brick and mortar facility, when people used to have birthday parties, they would post these amazing pictures and write-ups yeah. and testimonials. And I would get to see like a glimpse of it thanks to Facebook, but I wouldn't be able to see like the full post because they were yeah. private or we weren't friends. So yeah, I totally get that um, as a business owner. So you have the subscription side of your business. You have the coaching side of your business. Do you still sell like individual party themes that aren't digital? Do you sell like physical? No, nothing physical on the party side. The only, the only physical product that leaves my house is the subscription box and anything that I have in my shop. So, um, old inventory, old boxes get sold as like a one-off, not part of a subscription. So like Christmas boxes, like go get a Christmas box right now. And it's not part of the subscription or, like I have leftover reindeer plate packs. So like those are listed on my site. So like physical products like that, that they all have to do with um, unwrapped boxes. So a lot of my printable games or printable cards or printable activities, different things like that, digital downloads, those are all there. Um, parties, Pinterest is fully running the parties. I do very, very rarely do any marketing when it comes to that, I very rarely talk about it because there also comes to a point where you're exhausting your audience. And those are not as big as a revenue generator as boxes and coaching. And so I can't be talking about boxes and making reels on boxes and doing unboxings and you need to buy this damn box and then be like, oh, do you also want me to coach you? Like, it's too much. Like I can't, and I also have a split audience. And so it's like a lot of my audience are just subscribers, moms that are like, you know, I don't have a business lady. And then some people are my subscribers who also have a business and, you know, that I've coached and had in masterminds and, and different things like that. And so it's also kind of whatever, but I have found a lot of people say like, why don't you separate them? And like, why haven't you um, made two different paths or gone all in or had like an account on Instagram just for boxes? And for me, I feel like I've created such a loyal customer base that are very much friends of mine. They feel like they know me. They've watched me renovate my house. They've watched me move without even having a house. They've watched, they've watched me overcome so many things. They've watched me get that first feature in Martha Stewart and Oprah and like all these things. And I feel like me now adding coaching and helping other businesses because I'm just a little further along and helping them they like seeing that part of the journey. They like seeing that like, wow, she's now like, you know, planning this event for product-based businesses. And like, now we get to watch her like plan this event and see how she's going to pull it off. And it kind of is this rounded story of me just sharing my life and, you know, building that know, like, and trust in all aspects. So as hard as it is and how I feel like I'm selling constantly and I hate that feeling, I do kind of like just being knowing that my people are here for me and they support me and will share my things and are into, you know, encourage me in me. And that's a testament to the little community that I've had the pleasure of building. And I'm so honored that they're along for the ride, which is is quite the ride. (laughs) Yeah. That's another kind of point where we diverge a little bit because I originally had two completely different businesses. I did coaching and then I did um, I sold courses and I, mm. I believe in 2020 at some point I converged them because I, I felt the same thing that you did. Like the mm-hmm. audiences were showing up to both places mm-hmm. and it was the same people in both places. And I felt yeah. like, well, 
my loyal followers are here. My followers are also here. Like, why can't I just like simplify it for their experience? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of them would miss things if they, if they missed a post from this channel and they would, um, they would comment on my other, like, Hey, did you release a podcast this week? I'm like, yes, it's on my other account. (laughs) So I, I combined them. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't create content twice like that. There's no way. Like I'm already running this Instagram. Exactly. I'm running the product event Instagram and for like two weeks now. And I'm like, oh my God, I keep getting real ideas and saving the audio to my ACC account. And then I go to make the real on the ultimate product party page and the audios like in my other thing. And then I don't know how to search for the audios. And so I'm like, this is too much. (laughs) Like, This is annoying. Exactly. And I found that it was too much for my audience too. Like they didn't want yeah. to have to sort through mm-hmm. different channels and the different, I still have two different YouTube channels, but that's because yeah. of the algorithm, but I yeah. provide my Instagram, yeah. I provide my website, everything's kind of yeah. in one place now yeah. and everyone yeah. had nothing but positive feedback. So that's just mm-hmm. kind of validation that you're doing the right thing. Totally. Um, totally. As well. So you keep mentioning the in-person event that you are planning. So do you want to kind of explain what that is and who might be the person? Yeah, totally. So this product business has been such a ride and it's so different than an online business. And I have been somebody, so I'll be five years in February. It's some from starting Allison Carter celebrates and I've had so much happen in those five years. And the thing that constantly comes up in every course I take in every event that I go to is, can you like, can you give me some advice on how this could work for product? Like I have a physical product. Like, could you tell me how this like email funnel would, would like benefit my product? And people are always like, huh, our world is catered to our online world is catered to service based businesses, influencers, bloggers, online space. And it's like the product based businesses, they're like the OG business owners, like they sell goods. And so they're so underserved. And so my good friend, Kat and I, she owns a, a business called Kitty Meow Boutique. She's all stationary and paper goods and with such good style. Um, She was in my mastermind last year and we were in Nashville for the retreat that I took the girls on. And we were like, we're planning our own event for products. Like it's too much. Like we're just, what is the event that we want to plan? We both met each other at alt summit, which is a huge bloggers event. And we were like, we want this event to be work. Um, We just both recently spoke at an event in Dallas and it was like, talk, 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 talk. And I, I was like, when I did my session on learning how to get on podcasts, it was, we're not, I'm not taught, like I'm doing a little blurb and then we're all working together because you're leaving this room with your pitch for a podcast written because you've been soaking up knowledge all day and you're going to go home and you're not going to do a damn thing. Like you are going to be so fired up, but you're not going to know where to start. And so Kat and I are like, we need an event where there is actual work being done workshops and action plans and work time and networking time and inviting speakers that people actually have access to that are not just like fancy pants that get on the stage and then go, you know, like clock their time and then peace out. Like you're only invited to speak at our event. If you are agreeing to answer questions, be walking around, like attending these workshops, 
getting in the nitty gritty of these people's businesses um, so they can really have a solid plan and scaling. So I'm super excited about it. It is May 11th and 12th in Scottsdale, Arizona at the cutest venue that actually is an abandoned postal service center, which we thought was like so perfect because product-based businesses are always shipping out and we live and die by the postal service. So it was just kind of one of those little like meant to be um, places, but we're super excited about that. So that is called the ultimate product party. Um, and all the information is over there, but yeah, tickets are on so sale have, and we're super stoked. More, I have a couple more questions about it because I'm good. I planned an in-person event. It was canceled because of COVID um, and I'm exactly the same style as you. I wanted people to leave with work yep. done. I didn't want it to be like a motivational type. Yes. No. So when you say it's for product-based business owners, do you mean subscription box business owners nope. or any business owner with physical products? Yep. A physical product business. So the, as speakers, uh, presentations and workshops and keynotes and stuff like that are rolling in, this for sure could be digital as well, but we are marketing it to a physical product because where's workshops in licensing, going wholesale, selling your product on multiple platforms, diversifying to a subscription product, if that makes sense, um, email marketing, like social media. So there's a lot of aspects that are very targeted to physical, but a lot of these things I've been thinking like, if I could totally be something for a digital product too. But like I said, I want it to be this small, it's, it's not huge. It's not a huge event. It's like 80 to hundred people. Um, because I want there to be those connections that are made and I want people to actually have access to experts. And when you have hundreds and hundreds of people that just your sessions are too big, you can't, it can't work that way. Um, and so, yeah, so, so yeah, we're, I mean, I'm excited because it is this, cool opportunity for people to bring their product to showcase this product. And I'm having, I do a lot of PR stuff. And so we're having like a pitch time where it's application only for people to pitch their product and get on stage and show their product and then have this kind of like mini coaching session on stage uh, with me and Kat and a couple other of the speakers and really like, okay, here's the bottleneck and what do we need to do to unplug that sucker and, you know, like scale this dang thing. So I'm really excited about that too. I'm excited to see as pitches get rolled in and then I'm excited to be like, okay, here's how to make your pitch better <laughs> at the same time. That's awesome. I love that because I, I do think that you're completely right. So many events are geared towards online businesses or coaches or service providers. And I really don't see a ton of offers for product-based business owners, which is interesting because like you said, they are the OGs. So totally, because this is kind of your realm now, mm -hmm. I know that you probably have like a million different topics of advice, but if someone, like if I were to come to you and say, you know, I'm looking to start a subscription box or mm -hmm. a product-based business, what would you, where would you kind of tell me to start or what words of advice would you give me? So I've had a couple people now that I've coached decide to add a subscription aspect to their business as we've had our time together. And I told them both the same thing. <laughs> and that is to do what I did and just have a trial run. 
because this is something a subscription box in particular is kind of insane. Like it is never ending. So when you have a product, like you have this thing, you have products, you have a product line, people can order at any time. When you have a subscription box, you have a shot clock. And so you have like a run of that product and just the theme of what you're doing and then can go into the next and then the next month. And then right when you fulfill and ship those boxes, you start over again. And it's like you, you're constantly on a loop that you cannot get off of. And so I encourage people to try fulfilling 30, 50, depending on your audience. If you have a big, massive, loyal audience, like try 50 boxes and see what happens. Both of my girls started at 30. They were super glad. Then their second time they went up to 75, sold out, like both times sold out almost immediately. It also is nice to have that scarcity aspect to it to be like, dude, I'm trying this out at 30 boxes. If you want one, get one. Like, and both of them sold their boxes so quickly. And so there's that marketing aspect that goes with it. And then you also seen what does it actually feel like to fulfill 30? And could I double that? Could I triple that? If your answer is no, then it's not a scalable business that you're ready for. Because if you want to make money, you do have to triple that. <laughs> like you do have to continue growing that customer base because it is a very labor intensive aspect to it when you buy so someone like me versus someone like my partner cat who has kitty meow with cards and journals and everything like that she's constantly designing new products but she's not creating the pro like she sends her designs to a manufacturer who then sends her the journals sends her the cards and then she just has boxes of them an order comes in she picks and ships it ups comes and picks it up it's different and so you have it's something that I would encourage trying because reoccurring revenue, if there's any aspect of your business, physical, digital, whatever that you can have as a reoccurring, that is a game changer for your business. An income that you can count on on a reoccurring basis is really, really nice because it sets a foundation for the income that you can rely on. Then you have space to add on extra things, another digital product and upsell. Like for Christmas boxes this year, I did an upsell for a new year's Eve activity pack. So it wasn't a full box. It was shipped with their box. So I saved money on shipping by just putting everything in a poly mailer. So it was like maybe a dollar extra to ship a whole other envelope of activities. And it was a no brainer upsell, like the 50 that I offered. Cause I never did new year's Eve before. So I was like, I'm going to do 50 sold out almost immediately, barely had to market it on social media, it sold out to my subscribers first. And it was just like, I had my uh, Christmas sales that were already good. And then I boosted them even further because I had that option for an upsell. So I had what I knew was reoccurring. And then I was like, let's boost this up a little bit and get a little more cash injection going into the end of the uh, end of the year. So all those little things that you can noodle out and think of and tweak to diversify is really smart. Um, and something that I love like talking about with businesses, I love going in and having a call with a business owner and being like, how can we make more money? <laughs> what are you doing already that we can pull apart to create different offers 
and product suites. And so many people are like, oh my God, I never would have thought of that. And it's just like a game. It's so fun. Like you guys are sitting on money that you're not even thinking about. Um, and a subscription aspect doesn't have to be a box. Could totally be something digital is a great way to kind of get some cash and get some consistent cash. Yeah. I love what you said about recurring revenue. We've, so my audience is a lot of indoor playground owners and I have a membership with around 250 indoor playground owners. And we literally spent the entire year this year and last year really honing in on memberships and recurring revenue and Mm -hmm. offers and pricing and ways to make it unique and things like that. So it has been anybody that it's so funny because people will come to me and they'll be like, Oh, my indoor playground's really still struggling. We're not, we're not going to make it. And I'm like, okay, did you implement all of the membership stuff? How's Mm -hmm. your membership side of your business going? And the conversation goes one of two ways. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I reach out to, when I, when I talk to an indoor playground owner and I do a one-on-one session, either they're thriving or they're not thriving. And like literally the number one indicator is whether or not the membership side of their business is, is, um, is, is a focus for them. If it's a focus and if they've really spent the entire year implementing everything they've learned, not just from myself, but from the other Mm -hmm. owner, they're doing fine. If they haven't implemented, if they haven't taken the membership side of their business seriously, they're struggling. And that's like, it's the number one, the, it's the first question that I ask when I do number, when I do one-on-one coaching is yep. a membership business. And is it a focus? Is it something that you're prioritizing? And if the answer is no, I know exactly where the, where the session's going. And I know that's exactly the one takeaway I'm going to give them. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's mm-hmm. been such a game changer for so many businesses, but something that I hear a lot, especially because a lot of these indoor playground owners or other business owners when they're thinking about launching a physical product or a subscription box, they always say, you know, everyone's doing that. There's no more space in the market. Have you felt like that's true? Or do you have, you know, do you have any, um, do you have people that come to you that have that same concern? Mm, Not really, Uh, but I also don't care about things like that. Like, so they probably, I mean, I would probably pick up my energy on that because, uh, I am somebody who has a business that has been copied. I can't even tell you how many times people are literally selling my party plans on their website as something that they've created and I could go buy it right now. And it's literally my content. Um, and so it's just, is one of those things that, okay. Like if you have something that you want to create, you have a different following, you have a different people, you have a different take, you have a different taste, you have different style. Like I'm not the only kids craft and activity box by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, I'm not like a Kiwi co or something like that is not a competition of mine because that's not the mom that I'm going after. I'm not going after the mom that cares about STEM activities with the kids. I'm going after the mom that has a little bit of guilt for not having the time, energy, creativity to do these fun things with their kids when it comes to the holidays, or they're the last minute mom because they're building their businesses and they're working and they're like, oh crap, Halloween's next week. And like, so for my people, it's like, I don't even need to worry about when Halloween is coming because I got my unwrapped box that we're going to pull out. We're going to have a family date night. When it comes to Halloween, I'm going to have the cute paper plates and the napkins and the cups, and we're going to do the games and the activities. And then 
boom, done. Hashtag fun mom. Here I am. We did Halloween and yay us. My kids had fun. Phones were away. We had a fun date night. Like that's the person I'm going after. I'm not going after that stay at home mom that wants to DIY everything herself or that enjoys going on Pinterest and coming up with the ideas. That's not my person. My person is the, oh crap, I have to do this mom. I want to do these things with my family, but I don't have the time, energy, or really desire to plan or prep anything. Yeah. So because (laughs) your business, Billy mom, that's why like they're my people. I get them. I get that life. I understand. And it is just for me, if this wasn't my wheelhouse, if this wasn't a strength and a love of mine, that I would be right there. Like for, we did the, anyone listening, parent disclaimer, if you have kids in the room, now's the time to mute. Elf on the shelf, I did, that's not my wheelhouse. Like I am, we're just like a mover people, like, but we're not with the scenes and everything else. But this is our first year in our new home. Christmas last year was an absolute nightmare for our kids. Like our family didn't, like, wasn't seeing us. We were in this really crazy rental that we called Shit's Creek because it was so bad. And it just was like, it didn't feel like Christmas. We didn't have our stuff. It just was not. So anyways, so this year I wanted to do something fun with Chippy and Sparkle. And I went and bought a freaking kit on Etsy that has all the scenes and has all the things. And I scan the QR code with my phone and it tells me what to do. And it's like this outsource of me creating this moment for my kids that they're so excited to see what Chippy and Sparkle are going to do in the morning. And I didn't have to think of it. And so I'm that, I'm that mom who that part isn't at a strength or a desire, but my kids love it. And a lot of my customers are the holiday prep, the little crafts, the games, the fun little activities, the recipe, the making the Rudolph food with the recipe and the little cup and the sparkles. That's not something that they're going to think of on their own, but it's something their kids love to do. So they want to do that for their kids. And if they can find an outsource, then that is a no brainer for them. And so it just different subscription boxes are for different people. And, um, there, you know, there's different holiday boxes that have more of a religious aspect and that's definitely not mine. And so you kind of, that's, I would want them to go if that's what they're looking for. And I get asked that a lot. I refer them somewhere else because that's not what they're going to find when they come to my business. And I don't want them thinking that it is because that's not, you know, what we do or my person or whatever, but there's someone out there that is really great for them. And so I would like them to have that same outsource. And if it's with somebody else, then it's with somebody else that will cater to them a little bit more. Um, You know, cost is another thing. Like there's always something with price and different things. And it is what it is. Like I just build the business that I want to build. I'm the coach that I want to be like, you will not get some fancy presentation slides coach. My wheelhouse is idea generation. Like get on a call with me, record it because I'm not taking notes. I'm not remembering anything I say. We're just going like it's spitfire, rapid brainstorming, brain dump ideas. I will give you a million dollar idea 100%, but I won't remember it after it comes out. So like your job (laughs) to hold yourself account, I will hold you accountable, but like your job is just to keep up. And so that's the, that's the kind of coach that I am. And that style is not for everybody. I've had multiple people be like, can you put this in a slide? And I'm like, that's not me. Like I just show up. 
I didn't even look, I mean, to be honest, I didn't even look at your questions when you sent them to me because I'm not that person. I show up and I just, I'm, I'm best on the fly. So when I look at questions and when I look at interview things, or when I look for people that are asking me to prepare, it makes me nervous. Like, cause I'm my best when I just get to riff. Um, and so that's just these, these different styles. And like, that's the cool thing about being an entrepreneur. You literally get to build what you want to build. There's no rules. There's no rules. It's so funny that you say that because whenever I do an interview, if I don't get some questions like 48 hours in advance, I will have a full panic attack and probably schedule it. But it's so funny because I'm going to hop off of this call and I'm going into my every, the second Tuesday of every month I do um, a Q and a in my, in my membership that has a 250 indoor playground owners, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get asked questions in advance. They ask me the questions live and I mm-hmm. love it. And it's their favorite thing about being a part of my membership. They mm-hmm. will, you know, I, the reason I do it the same, you know, second Tuesday every month is because everybody plans ahead. They think it's like yep. the best hour ever, but mm-hmm. I have been dreading it since I woke up this morning because I just like preparation and I, I it's, yep. it's not my style to be on the fly and I get very nervous and it always turns out well, but yep. I, I would be lying if I, if I said that I loved that style. So it's so funny. So the takeaway that I'm getting from that and it's golden is that even if there's somebody out there doing what you want to do, your style is going to be different, who you attract mm-hmm. might be different. And I mean, your big goal is to serve 500 people this coming year, right? Mm-hmm. There are so many people in the world. Like 500 seems like a ton of money or oh, yeah. I mean, 500 mm-hmm. seems like a ton of people. But when you really yeah. think about yeah. it, like there could be, I mean, how many moms are in this country alone? Right. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't ask oh, yeah. internationally, but no. it's so amazing that you can build a sustainable business on, you know, serving just 500 people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody could build a very similar business to yours, but again, like you said, be more religious or serve um, the DIY mom that wants to you know do everything themselves. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great reminder because a lot of people will just say, or they'll use it as an excuse and say, someone's already doing this, or somebody stole my idea or, you know, there's not room in the market. The market's oversaturated. So I love that you brought that up, that it's, everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own twist that they put on different ideas. Um, obviously mm-hmm. we don't want anyone out here plagiarizing and copy, you know, infringing on copyright. As been there, done that. Please don't do it to me again. <laughs> yep. Also been there. So obviously we don't want to encourage people to do that, but if you have an idea and somebody's out there doing it, if you have a different style or a different twist yeah. or a different take, or if you attract a completely different audience, there's still space. I mean, think of how many different subscription boxes for moms could be out there. If we could just each find our 500 people that are mm-hmm. perfect for us, we could all build these sustainable, incredible businesses. So I think that's something that we forget. A lot of times we're kind of brainwashed to think mm-hmm. that businesses need hundreds of thousands of customers to provide you a living or to be sustainable, but that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. So no, I, love I mean, that. yeah. And there's a difference in revenue of, you know, six figure revenue. The six figure marker is one of my biggest pet peeves in the whole world, because sure. I'm multiple six figure business owner. Do I have six figures in the bank from boxes? No, because my margins are like a nightmare. So like it's, to- I mean, it's, it doesn't mean anything. And it's like this goal that people are chasing (laughs) that 
nobody really understands what it actually means. And there's that stigma also that like, this means that I like made it. And I'm like, okay, well I hit that. And guess what? I'm still more tired than ever. Like, so (laughs) I'm working harder now than I ever have before because there continues to have, like it gets, like it continues to grow. Like things just keep happening, more things come up. And so, I mean, it really is like, what are you doing? And you're people are going to buy because of you. So there's two holiday subscription boxes in front of them. They know me, they're friends with me. They're going to buy mine. Like they're going to support me because they've bought into me. And that is a big part of my Instagram of really catering that relationship, showcasing my life, showing the funny, weird things my kids are doing, showing the mess. Like they buy into me. I'm not this like Martha person that people think that I am if they see party pictures, because then they go to my stories and I'm like saying the F word and like telling my kids to leave me alone. I don't want to see them for the rest of the day. Like it's very much like, Oh, okay. She is like, she's more my people than I thought she was my people. And that's also part of this is really showing who you are, who the people behind the product is, what kind of coach you are, what kind of play place owner you are like, who are you? Why should we be friends with you? Why should we be giving you money or why should I be buying your box? Why should I trust you to help me celebrate the holidays with my kids? Um, a big part of that is you. Yeah. Somebody just came into our membership group the other day and they said, you know, we haven't seen a lot of traffic. Like, what am I doing wrong? And the first thing we all did was we went to our social media and we went to our website and we saw like the same three stock photos being shared over and over again no photos of her actual space, no prices, no, like nothing. Like it was so sterile. And so, um, so it was so obvious to us, but it was so funny because it wasn't obvious to her because she just didn't, she didn't make that connection. So, um, it's nice to have that kind of point, um, reiterated, but yeah. And I know I said, I asked you already, um, you know, what advice you would give somebody who is thinking about starting a product-based business or a subscription box, but mm-hmm. kind of taking a step back. And I know you mentioned that you did some things wrong, but if you could just give your past self, like some words of advice or, um, just anything, do you, does, does anything come to mind when I say that? I would have shown up as myself a lot sooner. And not been nervous to say things because I would like maybe lose followers or show the messy or feel like I had to be like this Martha Pinterest mom when that really has never been me. And that, but when I was doing these parties and they were pretty and I was getting featured in magazines and I had photographers at my events and brands that I worked with. So they were paying for photos and the different things it was getting really kind of far from actually who I was and like the fun mom that's going to like swear and want to just drink margaritas with you. Like, that's really who I am at the core, like core, like give me a girl's night. Like I just want to like sit on the deck or like drink a glass of wine and like shoot the shit with my friends. Like, and so when I started being that person on social media, in my copywriting, in my blog writing on my podcast, things really started changing because they were like, you're so funny. You're so authentic. You're so relatable. I don't think I'm weird, but I feel like we're really good friends and I've never even met you. And like, I'm like, good. That's what I'm like, what? (laughs) That's what I'm like, 
I just put it out there. I'm not, I'm a completely open book. And I could not say that like first, second year of building my business, because I thought that I had to like, you know, not be sitting on my bed with my computer on a laundry basket, like in a dark room that keeps getting darker. Cause I didn't even turn the lights on. Like I never would have shown up like on Instagram stories or something like this or anything years ago, but it's like, well, you know, like, I don't care. This is me. Like, this is me right now. I can't go downstairs because there's someone in my house. So here I am with a laundry basket and I would have just been like nervous or I would have wanted to put lip gloss on or something. And so it's just, nobody really cares. People want to see who you are because they're going to buy into you before they buy into your product or your service or whatever it is that you're selling. There's zero chance that someone would ask me to be their business coach without knowing me. Every single person I have ever coached at a high level, like an expensive level, they have, I have had relationship with them. I talk to them all the time. Like I know who they are. They know me. I've never had some like surprise attack, like person just like pay me to talk to them at that level. And so it's just, there's a difference in, in that willingness to show yourself, um, that I wish that I did sooner. And I wish that I knew was like, okay. And like the best thing that I could possibly do for my business. Yeah. I have to be honest. I'm still like getting there with that. My yep. business. Like I remember I went years like without showing my tattoos. I went years without like using a swear, like anything. Like I went, yep. yep. So funny because when we first met, I think we were both like in that very more like conservative space. Um, so I'm surprised because apparently I haven't been following along in your Instagram stories enough, but I'm definitely going to follow now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a very green to, because before, like, I mean, when stories came about, it was like, Oh my God, why can't be on these stories? Like, I look like this. Like I need to like brush my hair, put lip gloss on. Like I need to like, like prepare for the story that I'm going to show like this drink that I'm making instead of being like mascara under my eyes and being like, okay, you know what, this is what I'm doing today. And like, look at my office right now. Like yesterday I showed my office. That is an absolute nightmare. I'm like scared to go into it because it's so messy. It's gotten to the point of no return. And so now it's like this big joke that people are like texting me about my office. And so it's just, it's this, like, they want to be part of your life. And that is in, I mean, and not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody wants to put their life on the internet in any sort of way. And I'm not saying that you have to have a successful business by putting your life on the internet or like saying the F word in any sort of way. But if you're hiding yourself or you're like, really want to say something that you think will resonate with your audience, but you're too scared, say it and see what happens. Like if they leave, they leave. Like I did a conference and had a booth at a conference uh, a couple months ago. And it was literally the worst experience of my life because it was not my people in any sort of way. I immediately felt like I did not fit in. I was, couldn't be myself. I had to really stifle myself. I had to put an act on, like I was a lot fancier and more proper than I ever would be in normal life. And I just was on high alert the whole time and very stifled and robotic because it was just horrible. And I left that like never again. I worked too hard to be able to be myself and be Allison and showcase who I am and help these moms 
elevate their lives and make them easier and more fun in a way that's totally manageable and relatable. And I could not go back to this like chokehold of not being myself and being judged and not feeling like I fit in. So when you find your people, your people want you, they want to be, to know you, they want to get to know your life, the things that you like, like everybody knows that I will sit in my bed hashtag bed TV. And I'm watching housewives every night. And I have DMS like, what are you, are you watching? Have you watched us yet? Did this happen? Like the, they're like chatting Bravo in the DMS. And it's like my favorite thing. And that is because I showcase that, you know, horrible part of my life and me being best friends with the housewives. Like that's just me. That's what you get. I love that. And I think a lot of my following, because they are like local brick and mortar business owners, they feel like they have to please everyone. And they feel like they have to put this, like, like I get, I sign up for all their email lists. Right. And it's always, we would love to welcome you or like, and it's, it's very corporate. It's very sterile. It's very impersonal. And I try to always kind of reiterate that, um, because it's, especially because a lot of my following comes from the corporate world. So we have this like trained and like brainwashed into our minds. Like we have to be professional. We have to be like LLC version of ourselves. Yes. Um, So it's nice to kind of um, have that reminder that it's okay to be, you know, the face of your business while still being a perfect person. Yeah. Because guess who's going to that play place? A mom that's sick of her kid and doesn't want to play with them. That's your customer. So (laughs) she doesn't want. She doesn't want to come and be judged by your fancy ass. She wants to wear her yoga pants and her messy bun. And she wants her kid to be entertained by her not doing it. Like that's your marketing right there because that's the customer that you're talking to. And so she just wants to be left alone with her coffee. Like (laughs) that's it. She doesn't need to have like some prim and proper welcome because then she's not going to feel welcome to be the hot mess express that shuffles in with her baby and, you know, shoving her toddler down a slide. Yeah, no, that's so true. So, um, I am so excited. I'm, I can't wait to share this interview. Um, I'll probably share it even sooner inside my membership because everybody needs to hear this because they're all so scared myself included. I completely include myself in that. Um, I still, to this day, I still struggle with being authentic. I mean, I started sharing like, like similar, I, well, I love housewives. First of all, I just finished housewives in Salt Lake city. Um, but I like, my thing has always been like Taylor Swift. I always share stuff about Taylor Swift. I have like 10 different podcast episodes about her. They're my most downloaded. There are like a few YouTube videos. That went, that's like, like, that's what people DM me about. They're like, yeah, hey, be like that. She changed her like background on Spotify. And I'm like, yes, I do. How does that feel like that's that's like my one vendor, but it's just, it's such a reminder that like when you make these personal connections with your audience, it does go a long way. And it Mm -hmm. does, um, even if you're a brick and mortar business owner that serves, you know, a greater, uh, it's, it's so interesting because as a brick and mortar business, you have a little bit more restriction because you have to serve within a, um, yes, healer like mileage, but it, it, still, it's still so important to remember that we can be authentic and we can be relatable to our audience while still being, you know, professional. So thank you so much for that reminder. Yep. Anytime. If you need authenticity or relatability, I'm your girl. I will tell it like it is and be a, like I said, completely open book. You can ask me anything. (laughs) 
Absolutely. And I absolutely love this conversation. So um, if anyone is, you know, wanting to see more of your Instagram stories, um, where should we go to follow your business? And I will link everything in the show notes as well. Allison Carter celebrates everywhere. AllisonCarterCelebrates.com. Any information on the event, if you are not a product business, if you could share it with a product-based business, that would be great because who doesn't want to go to Arizona with a bunch of rad chicks? Uh, it's called the Ultimate Product Party and all of that is on my Instagram as well. So basically, Allison Carter Celebrates, you can find me anywhere. All right, perfect. Thank you so much for joining me. This was such a great conversation and I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking me. All right, that wraps up my conversation with Allison Carter. Go check out all of her business information and social media in the show notes. And as a reminder, the best way you can show support for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. I hope you guys have an amazing holiday week wherever or whatever you're celebrating. And I hope you create some magical memories with your families. I'll see you guys right here next Tuesday. Have a good day.